This episode of the Rojan Kimcast is brought to you by democracy. Stemming from the Greek words demos and krasi. Demos meaning people and krasi meaning government. You would be krasi to put the demos in charge. That's what they would say. Democracy. Yes, democracy. One vote. One person. One nation. It wasn't for everyone a long time ago. But now it is. At least in America. Corporations are citizens too. So, and money equals speech. So the more money you have, the more speech you have, the more free you'll be. Hello, welcome to another episode of Rojan Kim Cast. Tis I, Rojan Kim. Democracy. That was weird. That was weird, wasn't it? Um, and it's weird now. Democracy. Election 2016. Who will be president? Right now we've got uh, Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, and Ted Cruz. Oh god. Oh god. What a terrible game. Can you marry? Uh, can you do the? Uh, you old fuck, Mary kill with him, huh? I'd still leave Cruz out. Well, would I kill him? I don't know. I don't know. Look, it's just a hard... It's a hard... Honestly, the, the ugliest candidates, maybe, possibly, ever, in my lifetime. I don't know about... I'm sure back in the day, they were, they were all pretty ugly. All a bunch of white dudes, too. But, I mean... I feel like, you know, if I could um, human centipede the candidates, it would be... Bernie Sanders up front, Hillary Clinton next, and then Donald Trump at the end. And then Ted Cruz would be the turd dribbling out at the end. That's him. That's, uh, it's just weird. It's just, what? In some ways, it's almost like I feel the most apathetic. And in other ways, I feel the most um, engaged. So I guess that's ambivalence, right? I feel... It isn't that I'm indifferent. I'm ambivalent. Part of me is like, ah, I, I feel like it's just like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me three times, get Clinton reelected. I don't know, or Obama, whatever. It, does it make any difference? Does it matter who's in there? Does the president really matter? Right? Like, Obama coming in, I felt. There was some hope there. There was some change. And was there change? I guess. I think change is really hard when you had to mitigate all the damage from the previous years before. So we were facing Great Recession, huge, you know, imploding war on terror, all these things going on. And now, now look, where are we? I guess our economy is it's okay. I wouldn't call it, like, robust 
sort of like it's like one of those kids that always has allergies or something you know it's not not quite the healthiest one but i guess it's okay it's not as bad as greece or some you know other countries where they're trying to sell their pets for food or something you know it's it's not quite there though in some parts it is go to detroit or go to flint michigan where the water looks like poison or it is poison water is literally poison you could probably drink some poison and be better off than drinking the water right there's probably some poison where you won't necessarily die right away you'll be okay anyway i don't know why i'm talking about drinking poison but it's just a weird the whole thing it's weird a lot of people are like you know president trump if that happens i'm leaving the country well i say go for it get out of here that's what i say so where are you gonna go we go canada they don't want you mexico what are you good luck you think anywhere else is america is a special place it's a place that's not for the faint of heart it's a place where nobody knows where the metric system is (laughs) not where it's a place where nobody knows what the metric system is but everybody knows what a two liter bottle looks like okay that's america that's a special kind of greatness right you don't survive here by running at this this like smallest sign of trouble. All right? You stick it around. You stick it out. If it sucks, you make it better. If it sucks, you ridicule it. We have freedom of speech. If it sucks, if they're going to try to take away freedom of speech, they're going to have to fucking kill a lot of people or silence a lot of people cuz you know, you can't just take away freedom. Yeah, I mean, well, you can take it away really slowly bit by bit like since the aftermath of 9/11. But anyway, this is uh didn't mean to go down that road what i'm just talking about is like let's just imagine a president trump scenario here okay what what is the worst thing that people are thinking are they thinking that he's gonna like you know cancel the bill of rights i'm canceling the bill of rights i've been to other countries they don't have a bill of rights i've seen it it's terrific i don't know is anything like that i'm not trying to do a trump impression so i just i've decided i'm not even gonna waste my time doing that but just president trump what's he gonna do he's gonna build a wall right yeah okay yeah he's gonna build a giant wall to keep out mexicans <laughs> and really it's us leaving to canada that they should be building a wall for because people are gonna they're gonna leave in droves if you actually end up building a wall in mexico um no one will want to come here also what round up muslims Good luck with that. That's okay. You're gonna start rounding them up. You know, do that. You know, I, is that really something you think he can get done in this country? That this country can barely pass a law. You know, benefiting itself can barely give itself. You know, fucking healthcare. I mean, it can't. It can't. But I guess it would. Maybe this country is one of those countries where it's like, it's it's very hard for it to benefit everybody. But if it can just target a minority and focus all its energies on making that minority's life hell, then that they could do that. I think they've done that. I mean, they've done it before, so I feel like they could do it again. So maybe that that's the danger of Trump. Trump, you know, Trump spells the fear, the specter of the fascist, white, fascist, uh, race fascist type thing. But Trump himself is not, I don't feel like he's actually race fascist, right? I mean, he's just a fucking, he's just a, he's a guy. I don't think he's dumb. I think he's smart dude for getting out there being able to manipulate the media getting everybody to talk about him you know all that stuff smart enough dude to get out there but once he's in 
I mean, really, what do you think? He's got special powers? You think he's going to exhume the body of Osama bin Laden, right? And then clone it until so that there's two bodies, and prop him up, and then fly tiny planes in him, like one after the other? You think that's that's not, he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that, okay? He's just going to be like anybody else who becomes president. You get in there. You make a lot of promises to get in. You get in there. And once you're in, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, there's no, the president is not all-powerful. Maybe there's like all these, the joint chiefs of staff, all these economists. Can you imagine being the president? The economists come and they're like, okay, tomorrow they're going to be like no cash coming out of ATM machines. Shit's going to go down unless we give the banks like a trillion dollars. What are you going <laughs> to Like, uh, I don't know. Or just like imagine all the threats. You're like, here you go, Mr. President. These are the threats facing the United States on a daily basis, you know, almost everybody in the country has no idea this is going on here you go and you're like what fucking koala bears what we should kill them all or whatever. you know like i think there's a lot we don't know about that job and a lot i think that we kind of have a fantasy or romanticized like a childlike notion of what it is but there's no way that one person is really going to be in control of this entire apparatus or really be able to do that it's, you know so anyway, putting all our hopes on one president or putting all our fears in one president is absurd. So that's why I think um, even the hopes in Bernie, Bernie Sanders, equally, I feel, you know, he's an outsider. That's what's attractive about him. He's saying some stuff that makes sense. Stuff that is actually not or even that far left. Uh, just our country is so fucking, it's Alex P. Keaton grown up. You know, it's like already far right. I wouldn't say far, far right. It's like mid-right so that the right is far right, you know, and that the left is mid-center or left or whatever. The f- I don't know. The whole point is you go around the world, people associate themselves with the left or the liberal side or whatever. That's They they don't talk like the liberals we have here. Liberal, We have business liberals, right, like business hippies, <laughs> like business, business anything. It's just a little bit of compromise, like a tiny bit of compromise. You know, when you add business to anything. That's why I'm in show business. Yeah, show business. So anyway, presidents, who knows? Presidents come and go. I mean, it, it could make a big difference. Cruz, I definitely do not want in there. Because that dude, first of all, he's got at the face. Look at his face. Okay? I rest my I should drop the mic now. Look at his face. Secondly, nobody likes him. Nobody. He's been in the Senate. He's, nobody likes the guy. And third, he he believes that he's been chosen by God to dismantle the federal government because he doesn't believe in the government. He's con- conflating his religion with his politics. We don't want you. Don't want that guy. I'd rather have Trump than Cruz. Better jokes. Um, just better all around everything i don't even i'm not that terrified of a trump presidency honestly i think it would be great for comedy it would be great for um mm, i I, you know what i think it would be great for it would be great for catharsis because what we need is to flush out people allow people to just be dicks uh like rome rome you know like you think rome cared that they were crushing barbarian resistances or whatever and then taking out no they were rome we were rome uh, okay perhaps i'm going a little too far i don't necessarily mean that you know we should go around crushing 
the hopes and dreams or the literal bodies of those less fortunate, even though we already do. But let's not talk about that. Let's all live in this wonderful state of denial is a river that flows in Egypt. Okay. Speaking of Egypt, Panama Papers. Huh? How do you like that little... Actually, uh, well, a couple leaks. Leaks. Egypt has nothing to do with leaks, but leaks is something I want to talk about. Did you hear about the Panama Papers? All right. So this law firm in Panama said about how there was a leak there, and it just outlines that, oh, a shitload of people have all these fucking offshore companies. This law firm helped them set up all these offshore companies that they're just funneling money through. People maybe like Vladimir Putin. People maybe like the Prime Minister of Iceland. <laughs> people, a lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of stuff coming, coming out about that. Um, basically just it's just corruption corruption you know there's um some people are speculating hey all this hidden wealth could have actually been added to the coffers of the nation improved our infrastructure helped the rest of the have-nots per se you know like the middle class and the lower class get some of that uh, quote unquote trickle down economics that they're supposed to get down the whole point of the rich getting richer is that it's supposed to trickle down but what if they hide their money then what then we have to rise up <laughs> okay now well then you're gonna you're waking the dragon of the populace the demos you crazy see don't do that all right look at the panama papers Rich people, I mean, big deal, right? Oh, shady-ass rich people are sending shady-ass emails about shady-ass money or whatever. Big deal. What's the big deal? The big deal is that we all know the shit's corrupt. We all just, uh, us, we, you'd be naive to say the world doesn't function on some kind of bribery, subterfuge, you know, any kind of, any anything like that sort of to hide wealth, or especially in a capitalist economy where the underlying value of everything is money how much money you have in the end anything that helps you keep your money is a good as opposed to actually doing good and helping people or benefiting society so then what so then what what does that even fucking mean well let's consider this other leak it's a leak from a company called Unioil in monaco and the big deal about this leak is that it proves that this oil company, um, which, by the way, was a subsidiary of Halliburton, which, by the way, Dick Cheney was on the board of. So, um, you know, oil helped secure contracts for oil or outbid other people. Or we're a lot of oil business, a lot of shady oil business through bribery. So they bribe government officials to make sure that Unoil contracts went through or Halliburton contracts, whatever. So one of these people happened to be like the oil minister of Iraq, right? Iraq. Hmm. Iraq, huh? That country we invaded in 2003 and then Halliburton ended up having the most oil contracts at the end of Halliburton that where Dick Cheney was on the board was he the chairman the chairman of the board of Halliburton this dude was the chairman of the board of Halliburton became vice president and then was like yeah I agree we should go into Iraq Iraq they, they go into Iraq get the oil and everybody's like oh, it's not for oil it's not for oil it's for Saddam Hussein WMDs weapons of mass destruction democracy it's not for oil and then at the end of it oh we got all this oil we got all this oil we got all this oil Halliburton gets all this oil 
And that's just what? A coincidence? This is all just a what a crazy coincidence. What a crazy world we live in where a company owned by Halliburton, who Dick Cheney was the chairman of, helped secure oil contracts in Iraq. And in the end, Halliburton seems to have benefited the most. How? What a crazy world we live in. What a crazy coincidence. So it's just there's corruption at the highest levels. Corruption. Corruption all the way. So corruption that will not be investigated in our country you know dick no one's gonna arrest dick cheney or george bush or even obama obama might have committed war crimes i mean it's very possible he droned some kid he did drone a kid it's very possible that maybe he violated something but it's like the president can do no wrong president is maybe the president is above the law so maybe that's the scary thing about having a trump in there or a Cruz, or even a hillary or even a bernie i mean even bernie sanders he might get in there and just be like, oh, fuck, right? Like, he might just drone the fuck out of everyone. He just, you tell him, he sees what's happening, he's like, oh, gotta fight those drones. That's terrible, Bernie. Drones, drones. Yeah. I don't want to bore you with, I should be doing this on my own time. I shouldn't be trying to practice a Bernie Sanders impression. I don't want to do impressions. I mean, I guess I'm okay at them, but I don't, okay, that's a digression. All right. So anyway, all right, let's get off politics. I'm going to get off politics and um, I'll talk about health. You know, I, um, so yeah, hurt my knee. Yeah, hurt my knee. Knee's getting better. It's getting better. I'm uh, able to bend it past 90 degrees now. I'm doing my PT exercises. I said fuck it and didn't go to the physical therapist because I had all the exercises done on my other knee. So I would just be paying to learn how to do the exercises and then do them there so fuck it i'm just doing the exercises on my own um i decided to you know look into things to cut down my inflammation um one of those things being uh, diet and the other thing being cold immersion therapy so um i'm gonna actually uh this is uh i'm gonna take it to my correspondent in the field it's rogan in the field with his report on cold shock therapy. Thank you, Rojan. After hearing about numerous positive effects of cryotherapy, I decided to do a little research and look into it. According to Dr. Rhonda Patrick um, and her Found My Fitness podcast on cryotherapy, uh, one of the different modes you can use to cool yourself besides cryotherapy is the traditional ice bath, which is great for me because cryotherapy in New York City costs about 100 bucks for one session. Whereas a bag of ice cost me $2. So what I've done is I have filled up my bathtub with cold water and I am currently pouring a big bag of ice right into the bathtub. All right, so I'm pouring a bag of ice in the bathtub. Hopefully this cools down the, hmm, that's actually a lot less ice than I thought it would be. Okay, so I found a thermometer and after uh, f about five minutes in the water, it says it's about 50 degrees. I'm hovering at about 50 degrees Fahrenheit, 10 degrees Celsius. So I think that's good enough. I don't really know. This is a disclaimer. This is not scientific at all. This is just a personal anecdotal experiment to see if I feel any benefits. So I've got a bathtub full of uh, pretty chilly water, some ice cubes in it. I'm setting my timer 
the 30 minutes and I'm going to step in to the ice bath right now. Jesus Christ, that's cold. Okay, that was just my foot. That's just my foot. All right. I'm doing this. Uh, is it for science? Kind of. Uh, not really. It's uh, maybe for your entertainment. The five people out there. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> okay, both feet. Oh my god, that's okay. Oh shit, I might be in this for thirty minutes. Okay, all right. Um, I'm freezing. I haven't even put my ass in, and I am freezing my ass off. Oh Jesus, I guess you just. <sighs> all right. I feel like I can't really can't do this to the people. People are waiting, and uh, this is for my own health and edification, and, uh, God, is this it's 30 minutes too long? I don't know. It's fucking, oh, God, it's, can I do this? Oh, it's so cold, guys. It's so cold. I mean, I, I feel like I got to jump out of the, oh, God. Okay, but this is nothing. All right, people do this all the time. Ice bath. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, fuck. I'm gonna do it. <sighs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna sit in it. Oh shit. Oh god. Oh my god. Oh. I'm going so slowly. I can't even. Oh. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Oh shit. Oh my. Oh my butt. My butt's going in. Oh, oh no. Okay. Alright. Now balls. Oh, the balls. Oh, this is the... Okay. All right, I'm sitting. I'm in the tub. I'm not actually... Okay. Okay, I'm sitting. I'm in it. Half my body's in the tub. All right. So while I'm in here, I don't know if this is enough of my body to be under with the water, but... All right, here we go. I'm going to attempt to read some of the benefits that I learned about... Mm, cryotherapy cold water immersion maybe for now you know i will focus mostly on my lower half because because of my knee all right trying to cut down all right here's some uh benefits on cold water immersion or cryotherapy um so cold exposure increases norepinephrine up to fivefold in the brain and temperature and duration is needed to do this so uh oh and that oh, okay this is actually she's talking about she will discuss she being dr rhonda patrick foundmyfitness.com big ups to her send her some money i'll probably do that too anyway norepinephrine is uh, a hormone and a neurotransmitter it has an effect on mood increases vigilance focus and attention especially over a prolonged period so good for your brain this norepinephrine so cold exposure increases cold shock proteins including one in the brain that repairs damaged synapses and in muscle prevents atrophy. So that's one of the reasons I'm trying to do it too, is I'm trying to fight the atrophy in my knee since I haven't been able to really have a full range of motion for a while. What I'm trying to do is, you know, mitigate some of that by maybe doing this regularly if I can stand it because it's fucking, it's really cold, guys. It's really cold. All right, <clears throat> next point. Uh, Cold-induced norepinephrine lowers inflammation and pain by decreasing the levels of three inflammatory mediators. So there's uh, just three proteins or whatnots that they found in the body that increase with cold-induced uh, norepinephrine. Um, so there you go. Norepinephrine lowers inflammation and pain, right? Norepinephrine also has an effect on mood, brain stuff, you know. Uh, possibly uh, can prevent Alzheimer's or has an increased 
positive effect for the brain at least, right? And cold shock proteins, which are separate from neuro- norepinephrine that uh, your body produces in response to the cold shock, like the one my lower half is in now. I'm I'm such a puss. I can't even I can't even go all the way. I can't even go all the way. <laughs> Well, I'm also holding an iPad and a microphone, so I don't want to kill myself. I would, though, if somebody find if I do die, somebody finds this, please release it to the public. That is my last um, dying wish, uh, which I guess is morbid. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Maybe that's more about me than you guys. Anyways, there's a couple more points here. Um, how chronic cold shock may increase immune cell numbers and particularly a type of immune cell that kills cancer cells. Sweet. So chronic, I got to do this over and over. You get some immune benefits, maybe some anti-cancer benefits as well. Cold exposure increases metabolic rate, the number of mitochondria and the burning of fat. Oh shit, I can get skinnier, take away, get rid of some of this pudge. The effects of different cold exposure temperatures and timing on athletic performance, recovery time, and muscle mass is discussed in this um, report and podcast that she has. And differences between various types of cold shock protocols, including cold water immersion. Oh, she's just saying that there is um, a discussion about the different modalities of uh, cryotherapy and cold therapy. So I'm here. I'm going to try to relax into this a little more. Maybe lean back. Uh, But, um, yeah, I guess all I really have to say is that I hope this has a benefit and I don't catch cold, but I think that's not scientifically f- sound. It's not scientifically sound. My aunt wants to send me knees to eat because <laughs> if she believes that the knees will help my knee. But in fact, I believe that science will help it. And, um, I want to reduce inflammation, do some of that. Uh, I'm trying to do that, you know, with things like this cold immersion thing here and also diet, which I'm sure, Rojan will get into when we go back to the studio. Back to you, Rojan. This is Rojan reporting from a really, really cold bath. Uh, back to you, Rojan. All right, no joke. That shit was cold. It was just cold. I bitched out. I couldn't do uh, 30 minutes. I did 20. Oh, God, it was so cold. It was so... Uh, but, I, you know, but I... I do feel good. I feel really good. I feel really good. I don't know if it's really, I mean, it's only one time, so I guess I do that. But that's just, it's the poor man's cryo. Poor man's cryo. That's just a bathtub full of ice water. <laughs> it's cold as fuck. It's really cold, but um, uh, hopefully there'll be benefits. I don't know. I'm just trying little things here and there, cold shock stuff. But I really, you know, I guess Rhonda Patrick is an amazing resource so check that check her out foundmyfitness.com also all yes from joe rogan i learned it all from joe rogan it's like everything i learn nowadays is from joe rogan i bet you if you guys listen to the joe rogan podcast then you do maybe it's just i'm just a poor imitation i'm like an asian imitation joe rogan joe rogan i should change my name to joe rogan maybe if i change my name to joe rogan some people might mispronounce it or think, you know, it's Joe Rogan and I got booked on some shit. But that would just really disappoint a lot of people, I feel like. No matter how good I am, it would just be, I'm, that's not Joe Rogan. <laughs> what the fuck? Say, Asian Joe Rogan? And I'm like, oh, I'm Joe Rogan. That's okay. Well, anyway, 
So yeah, the cold thing. I'm gonna check that out. I will report back frequently. Hope that hope it's was entertaining at least. The uh, listening to me freeze my ass off. And uh, yeah, and also I'm uh, hmm, by ten, to eleven days in on this primal blueprint diet. Which yes, Joe Rogan. I learned through from Joe Rogan. He's doing it. And what? Hey, I wanted to cut down inflammation. He was talking about it. I I don't really care about the weight thing and the ketogenic diet or a ketosis trying to enter ketosis where that's if you don't have enough carbs your body switches its metabolism to metabolize uh these things they release your body makes these things called ketones through your liver from fat so from fat uh it makes these things called ketones and then your body actually uses that as energy instead of glucose so that's a uh, going into ketosis is when your body is primarily using ketones as its um, fuel source, I guess, to put it that way. I mean, I'm not I'm not a huge expert on this shit, but I'm just, you know, I'm getting what I can listening to uh, Rhonda Patrick. I'm reading Mark Sisson's Primal Blueprint Diet book. It's kind of, I mean, I trust Rhonda Patrick more because she's the actual doctor. Um, Mark Sisson's whole thing is that we eat a lot of carbs and that leads to a lot of insulin and the insulin has makes us fat and causes inflammation and blah 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 so you know the bottom line here is inflammation seems like a big deal sugar causes inflammation that's for sure carbs become sugar that's for sure so cut down on your carbs have less sugar have less inflammation less inflammation means less problems later less arthritis less cancer less um, alzheimer's you know perhaps mood you know your mood may be increased perhaps whatever i don't know if anything it's been very interesting to see what it's like to remove carbs and sugar uh, i did sugar out of my coffee long ago so it was less of a an adjustment but i do remember the the sort of crackish withdrawals from sugar and then carbs in general you know without eating so many carbs i feel like i i used to get really bad crashes like just so desperate i would start sweating i start be pouring sweat in the subway and i felt like people were looking at me like what the hell is gonna go you know is that guy gonna throw up or whatever no you know like i looked i would be pale and clammy and i'd have to like chug orange juice and i'd feel better and i think a lot of that's just that was fucking sugar i thought i had some kind of problem like i thought i was hypoglycemic i'd love to say i was hypoglycemic because i saw a movie where the kid was hypoglycemic in it and i was like that's what i have anyway i'm also a hypochondriac love to label the things i have all right so anyway primal blueprint diet i mean it's worth to just try not having just like refined carbs just eat whole grains or whatever it's worth it it's really interesting just to see what happens i i mean I've only been doing it for, I haven't even been doing it for two weeks yet. So whatever, I'm talking like I'm some kind of expert. But I do, I think there were some short-term changes that you, that are readily noticeable. And I'm hoping, you know, I'm going to do, I'm doing it for like 21 days. See how I feel about it. I think at the end of 21 days, I'll eat a meat pie or something, some kind of pastry or pie, and then may get sick. But um, it'll be worth it. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um... All right. Well, I guess uh, I think that that about wraps it up. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, SpaceX landing the rocket, vertical rocket landing on an ocean platform. You guys see that? You know what that means? 
You can have reusable rockets. Is that crazy? And then on those rockets, they invented, uh, SpaceX invented, look up, just Google NASA, SpaceX, inflatable, um, fuck, inflatable structure or something like that. Yeah, inflatable structure. Because they invented these uh, inflatable structures. Right now, they just sent it up to the International Space Station. So the ISS grabbed a payload from SpaceX, like the SpaceX little rocket sent up this guy and then it docked with the space station and it has this cargo that it attach it will or will attach i guess to the outside of the space station on one of the airlock thingamajigs where like modules go and it'll inflate into a room and it's like a test to see um i guess how it will do if you can withstand space and space debris and shit like that. i feel like that would be the biggest issue if you have an inflatable thing unless it's made out of some special bulletproof uh stuff which i've also learned about metal it's a foam metal mesh that they've just released that can like basically perforate bullets like bullets can't go through and turn into powder because all this shock gets absorbed so anyway space exploration space exploration is upon us reusable rockets that's that's a thing that's how we could get back from mars maybe um why mars i don't know I mean, the moon, Mars, whatever. We're going to start building our human stuff all over the universe, guys. It's going to be great. One day Starbucks will be on Uranus. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining me on the Rojan Kim cast. Thank you very much for listening. Please uh, follow me on Twitter, at Rojan Kim. I have a show every month. Every first Monday. Auto Shunken Head. It's on 14th Street between Avenue A and B in the East Village every first Monday, 9 p.m. Come on out. Check it out. Um, and that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time. And mama cooked the breakfast with no hump. I got my grub on, but didn't dig out. Finally got a call from a girl I want to dig out. Hooked it up for later as I hit the dope. Thinking, will I live another 24? I gotta go, cause I got me a drop top. And if I hit the switch, I can make the ass drop.